It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to another edition of Who's Better Baseball, the podcast where we answer a simple question on each show. Who's better at baseball? I'm your host, Ryan Ficklestein, managing editor at JustBaseball.com. This week on Friday, my top 10 rotations in the game are going to be released. What I wanted to do today is dive into one of the more difficult decisions I had to make on that list. Who's better, the Mets rotation or the Yankees rotation? Do I have bias? Maybe, but I still stand by my take, which of course is that the New York Mets have a better rotation than the New York Yankees. Clearly, these are two teams that have an amazing set of aces atop. You have Garrett Cole and Carlos Rodon on one side. On the other, Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. When we try to compare these sets of pictures, it's tough to really get a clear line of separation because as much as I could look at what they did last year and look at the fact that Justin Verlander was arguably the best starting pitcher in baseball in the regular season, pitching to a 1.75 ERA, and Max Scherzer on the other side of it, well, it was pretty damn good with the Mets in his first season. While there was oblique issues that caused him to miss some starts, he made 23 starts, pitched 145 and a third innings, he pitched to a 2.29 ERA. These two guys are as good as it gets, future first ballot Hall of Famers who are figuring out how to get better at their age, which is unbelievable. Look at Scherzer's last two seasons. It was a 2-2-9 ERA last year and the year prior. It was 2.46, and if you look even deeper, when he went to the Dodgers after that midseason trade in 2021, he pitched to a 1.980 ERA. So these are two guys that are able now at their age with their experience to understand swing paths and, and find a way to combat it. They are so smart with the way they pitch. These aren't throwers by any stretch of the imagination. These are guys that have great stuff but really know how to just manipulate those bat paths and, and get to a point where pitching is easier now than it used to be because guys are all selling out for the home runs. 
This allows you to attack up in the zone, something that Scherzer and Verlander have each perfected, and that has gotten to this place where you go into this season, and if I said both of these guys are going to pitch to a sub-2-5 ERA, you could not call me crazy. Now on the Yankees side, you have Garrett Cole, who I think of the four pitchers that we're discussing here atop these rotations, I think he is maybe the most likely to go out and give you the 32-33 starts and pitch over 200 innings because he's been doing it for a while now, and he's younger than a Verlander and a Scherzer, and he's obviously more proven when it comes to health than Carlos Rodon. But I also think when it comes to these four pitchers, here's a couple things I don't like about Garrett Cole. Last year, home run per nine, 1.48, gave up a lot of long balls. The home run to fly ball rate was at 16.8%. Look at 2019, it was at 16.9%. So that, that, that I don't call it the ability, but that maybe flaw of giving up some home runs, that can hurt him, and that led to an inflated ERA of a 3.50, especially when you look at his expected ERA of 3.31, his expected FIP, which is fielding independent pitching, of 2.77. He still went out, gave you 202 thirds last year, struck out 11.53 batters per nine. Garrett Cole is an unbelievable pitcher, and he's going to have a good season. I just think that his season might be a step below what you're going to get from Scherzer and Verlander, but because of the durability, it's hard for me to say, oh yeah, Scherzer and Verlander are definitely better pitchers than Garrett Cole because they're going to give the Mets more production. I don't know that. I think Garrett Cole's availability still puts him right up there with any of these guys. And then you go to the last pitcher to discuss here, and that's Carlos Rodon. I mean, Carlos Rodon, if he is what he was last year, well, this Yankees team is going to be rolling throughout the season with their one-two punch because last year, this guy pitched to a 2.88 ERA. The year before, he pitched to a 2.37 ERA. Here's my only issue with Rodon. Track record. It's basically two years that he's been this guy. 24 starts in 2021 where he was dynamic, but then again, he faded down the stretch, got a little bit of dead arm, and wasn't the same at the end of the season. Last year was really the first time he completely did it. Start to finish, 31 starts, 178 innings, ERA below three, a 6.2 F4. That is unbelievable. He was very, very valuable for the Giants. Now he's got to come over. He's got to pitch in a new league, new division. Uh, well, not a new league to him because he's been all those years with the White Sox. But it's a lot different pitching in the AL Central than it is pitching in the AL East. So he's got to make that transition. Uh, he is a guy that was great last year at limiting the home run balls. 0.61 home runs per nine. If he can keep that up in a smaller ballpark, he's going to be dynamic. But I have a lot of questions about Rodon because of the injury history. You know, I think Cole and, and Rodon are probably going to strike out more batters this year than Verlander and Scherzer. But I think Verlander and Scherzer are going to pitch to a lower ERA. And I wouldn't be surprised if combined between the two of them, they pitch more innings because I don't know if Rodon's going to put it together for 30 starts again. We'll see. But even if we go beyond that, and let's just call the first two pitchers, the two co-aces on each of these teams, a wash. You go to the third pitcher. Who do you like more? Do you like Nestor Cortez? Or do you like Kodai Senga? 
So far, we don't know a ton about Kodai Senga. This is his first year pitching in Major League Baseball. But what I've seen so far in spring training, and this has been a start, the ghost fork looks like it's going to translate. That pitch is nasty. He's still living in the mid to upper 90s. I think Kodai Senga is going to be an absolute revelation for the Mets this year. And then it just depends on, you know, who are we calling the Yankees three? Is it Nestor Cortez, who was granted unbelievable last year and was great in 2019 as well? A little more limited sample size there. Not 2019, excuse me, 2021, where he pitched to a 2.90 ERA in 93 innings. Last year's 28 starts, 158 and a third, pitched to a 2.44 ERA. The expected metrics, they don't say that that was out of line. Pitched to a 2.7 X ERA and a 3.63 expected FIP. The thing about Nestor Cortez, he just pulled a hamstring, so what's that going to mean? But assuming he's healthy and ready to go, I mean, this guy is as good of a number three as anyone in baseball. I think Kodai Senga is a little bit nastier. I think Kodai Senga has a chance to have a better season. But if Cortez is what he was last year, that might tip the scales in the Yankees' favor a little bit. And I'd almost give them the edge at number three. And Severino, the interesting thing there is, I think based on pure stuff, I almost like Severino's just raw ability over Cortez's. I just think Cortez is the guy that you can count on more. We don't know what you're going to get with Severino at this point when it comes to the injuries. 102 innings pitched last year, made 19 starts. Pitched to a 3.18 ERA. His expected ERA was 2.94. His expected FIP was 3.38. If Luis Severino is healthy and they have that four-man rotation that you trust, you really do like what the Yankees have to offer. I think from the Mets side, though, you're a lot more confident that Carlos Carrasco is going to be there compared to a Severino for looking at the fours. And I think it's just a matter of how effective can Carrasco be. Last year, it was a 3.97 ERA. You look at his expected FIP, it was 3.45. His expected ERA was 4.08. Projection models have him between a 3.95 this year all the way up to a 4.50 when it comes to his ERA. So what version of Carrasco are the Mets going to get? I think bottom line is they're going to get a guy that's going to take the ball 29 times and or 29 to 30 times like he did last year, and that could be something more valuable than you'd get out of a pitcher in Severino who you can't necessarily count on. And to me, the greatest separator between these two staffs is the overall depth because at five, for the Yankees right now with Montes out, you got Domingo Herman. Domingo Herman is not a bad pitcher, might be a bad guy, but that's besides the point. You look at his you know, career numbers and what he did lately for his career, it's a 4.37 ERA. Last year, it was 72 and a third, and he pitched to a 3.61 ERA. So what guy do they get? Do they get the 3.6 ERA guy or do they get the guy that he's been throughout his career where it's more of a 4.37. I think that the Mets have a big edge when it comes to the depth, and I look squarely at David Peterson, a guy who pitched to a 3.83 ERA last year over 105 and two-thirds, a left-hander who's coming into his own, a former first-round pick who had a slider last year that generated whiffs at a 47.9% clip. I think David Peterson is going to show out this year. I think that's almost going to knock Carrasco down to the five spot. And I honestly, and I know there's Yankees fans that are going to watch this and they're going to think I'm crazy. 
I think David Peterson could have a better season than Severino in that four spot even. I, I am that high on David Peterson this season. He'll prove me right or he'll prove me wrong. But this is a guy that found something with that slider last year. His fastball has gained velocity each year. He was at 93.7 miles per hour with that fastball last season. But at six point at six foot six, he's got great extension. That ball really jumps on batters. He's able to work the fastball up in the zone slider, down in the zone. He's got the sinker and the changeup he can mix up looks with as well. David Peterson is a guy that in some ways I think makes the Mets rotation better. Even though Jose Quintana is the one that just left the rotation with an injury. I think that Peterson has more upside than Quintana did and then Carrasco does. Uh, and Quintana could be back at some point this season. I don't think he's going to miss the whole year with this stretch fracture in his ribs. But Chris Sale didn't start rehab last year with a similar injury until June. So we're in wait and see mode on Quintana. Who do you think would have more success coming back from injury? Is it Montes with a shoulder or Quintana with a rib? I think the the question about Quintana is the rib injury is really tough because he basically just has to rest. He can't do anything exerting himself that's going to cause that fracture to continue to, to, to fail to heal. He needs to just do everything he can to get that shored up before he can start any activity. That's a tough injury to come back from. But I do think that you know Quintana... Once he does get that clearance, I think that he can ramp up in a way where he's going to be very effective and that arm is going to be good. Whereas Montes with the shoulder, I just don't know. So if we're looking at one through six, and really that's what the purpose of this article was at JustBaseball.com. We're ranking rotations, and with almost all of them, it was five that are going to break camp essentially. And then I put one at the end where it's the injury question mark. You know, a lot of teams have a guy that's down. You look at the Blue Jays. Hyunjin Ryu. He's out to start the season. Uh, that's the, one of the names. For the Astros, Lance McCullers. He's out. So you go across the board as we get through the top 10. You're going to see a lot of guys that are injured. And that guy doesn't necessarily make all the difference in the world in deciding these things. But overall, when it comes to depth, I just think that the Mets have six starters that I trust. I think with the Yankees... They have uh, as good of a top three as the Mets. They got a four in Severino, who, if healthy, right up there. And I would say they're four compares to whatever four the Mets want to put up. But when it goes to five, six, and beyond that, with Herman's career numbers, with Montes's recent track history due to that shoulder, I-, I like the Mets' depth more. And I think the depth is a bigger separator then the the areas where the Yankees might be better. You know, Nestor might be better than Senga, but how much better is he really going to be? Going into this season, I have very high hopes on Kodai Senga. So obviously, this is the Mets guy who ranked the Mets ahead of the Yankees in our top 10 rotations in the game. But I will also say, I didn't just publish this list as my own without getting any, uh, you know, feedback from the other uh, writers and, and editors at JustBaseball.com, and no one had a problem with where I put the Mets on this list, which was, again, ahead of the Yankees. The whole list is going to come up on Friday, so this was just a teaser. How high did the Mets end up? How high were the Yankees, by, and how far behind them were the Yankees? Because I'll tell you what, they weren't 
you know, right next to each other on the list. There was maybe a team in between. So who that team was, all that good stuff you can check out when the article goes live Friday morning. And I'm sure we'll be discussing it on the Just Baseball show as well. Uh, make sure you check that out. Make sure you check out uh, everything we're doing at JustBaseball.com. Make sure if you're listening to this, you're following, you're rating, you're reviewing, you're subscribing on YouTube. We'll be back on Friday with another edition of Who's Better Baseball?